if we can get this moving in the right way. Okay. All right. Everybody got the coughs out of the way? Yeah, we're not bothered what direction it's going in. We just want it moving. There we go. Okay, right. Why, you're on a promise again? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> promise that she isn't, you know, she isn't going to leave before 10 o'clock. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, we've been experiencing a few technical issues, but we have, or I should say, we have overcome them. This is AbFab, a.k.a. Jonathan Starkey, your favorite digital pub landlord of that wonderful place called Cheshire Mansus. And in the house tonight, we have our wonderful... Are you going to have a go at our Scottish correspondent? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, I didn't think so. Our wonderful Scottish correspondent, Graham Cottle. Say hello, Graham. Good evening to all my friends down in Cheshire. And for any sturgeon lovers out there, please forgive the smug tone in my voice this evening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. To the wonderful Stats. Say hello, Stats. Good evening. How are we all? All right. And we know that you're coming in over the telephone because you're a busy boy and you're out and about everywhere. So great to have you here. And we have the gazelle. Say hello, sir. Hello. <laughs> typical things, you know. And I, to the mouth. That's his new name. 360, the mouth. The raven. Say hello, Steve. Yes, good evening, gentlemen. Fabulous welcome to all our wonderful listeners across Cheshire and beyond. Hope you're having a great week. And a big warm welcome to Graham from Scotland. I've even got my little Scottish badge on there as a little token. Quick question, why have you locked the stats man in the basement? <laughs> he's not locked in the basement. He's just a busy man. He's got lots of things to do and he he's coming in. as though he's in the basement. No, he's coming in on telephone tonight. Okay, let's move it on as quickly as we can before I mute the raven because I'm in that kind of a mood. Hey, does everybody know that the Archbishop of Canterbury has been oosted as a leader by 22 Anglican um, churches around the world. He is no longer their leader. That's the, what the bastard bishop. They've actually turned around and they've just said, "We don't want you." How about that? I mean, I just couldn't believe that when that came through. That news. That's breaking. Okay, today. So, uh, Archbishop wow. of Canterbury is no longer the leader of the church, as far as those things. But ask me the question: Why? Ask me why? Why? Because. They didn't agree with his attitude towards same-sex couples being blessed in church. Is this the guy that's going to crown Prince Charles or was going to crown Prince Charles or is this a different one altogether? No, it's the same guy. Is this a move back towards traditionalism then? It is indeed. They are not agreeing with what the church are doing. We've been sort of pushing traditional values here for over two years. Indeed, indeed. As right. I said earlier, they like to bash the bishop. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, Trevor. I can tell. I can tell by the look on your face. Bash the bishop. Yeah, right. We ain't playing chess here, I can tell you. But actually, the archbishop, he's on a dodgy wicket, I can tell you now. Right. Brexit fury as former MEP rages that the UK is still tied at the hip with the EU. How about that? Uh, we're talking about Ben Habib. There are all loose ends to be dealt with, and I'm sure they will, but uh, the, there are moves afoot with some of them in the political world to 
to continuously undermine what was decided by the people. No surprise. Indeed, indeed. What do you think about our man Lee Anderson, who's been saying, bring back hanging and real men? Obviously, he wasn't talking about you, Steve. Well, I think he was. I think the term real men is uh, modelled on me, to be quite frank. <laughs> well, that's a matter of opinion. Hanging, Everybody hanging, here that thinks Steve's a real man, hands up. Oh, look, nobody put their hands up. He's got a Scotland badge on, Jonathan. He's real All funny. right, okay, you're going to yeah, back so him for that. Now, hanging, actually, for treason and some other things, certainly paedophilia and murder, uh, all for it. All right. But no issue. So, with, and saying that, Steve, would you have hung the guy that got done for spying this week? Is that enough treason to hang somebody? Yeah, get him hung. Well, if they're, they're operating oh, against this country, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so he was spying for the Russians. I've no, I've no issue with people um, being hung if they are committing treason against this country and its people. Yeah, okay. Glad he didn't say well hung. Well hung, yes, indeed. Right, okay. Now, one for Mark here. Tavistock shows what's happening when debate is stifled and good people are branded bigots for speaking out. What do you say to that one, Mark? I know what happens. Human beings lose part of their body, don't they? So <laughs> it's not great, is it? That's the truth. That well, is, is the, the truth, truth, isn't it? Mm. Right. France and Germany both raised NATO alarm about UK's armed forces. And what they're talking about there is the weakness in the UK's armed forces, of which our heads of the armed forces are fully admitting of. What do you think about that? Well, it's been going on for decades, this, the running down of our armed services completely by uh, all governments, and it's a disgrace. Um, we, we covered uh, a section of subjects a while back indicating there should be a 10-point plan to look at the security of this nation in all ways, including energy security, its defence, its food supply, and many other issues. But there is no plan. There is no sort of strategic uh, structure to anything that's going on in this country anymore. It's just kind of reactive uh, problem solving when the issues arise because they don't have a plan for anything. It's a disgrace. Okay, okay, all right. There's the comments. Another one here. Labour Party members quit roles saying London clique are selecting a Labour candidate. Now, this is to do with the Bolton general election candidate. And what they're saying is, leading members in Bolton North East said, it appears that the Labour Party is seeking to promote the views and attitudes of a clique in London, rather than local members in the North. Mm. Who's the clique? Well, obviously, it's got to be Starmer's clique, hasn't it? Mm. Uh, it's as simple it, oh, as that. That, that. that wasn't the same as... Uh, Corbyn's clique then when he was in was it well that was yeah go ahead yeah when they put Shalott up here they put it in four weeks beforehand which they used they used a six week rule on that as I've mentioned thousands of times yep yep And 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 they'll do it time and time again they'll keep doing it the whole thing about that is is that quite simply Starmer if you watched one of the videos about him, he was totally and utterly backing Corbyn in, the, in one of the videos about him for when he was leader. And now he's just completely and utterly obliterating this man's memory within the party. Mm. So I don't know what you can really trust about the Labour Party, to be honest with you. 
And that's not I all think, of the MPs, but that's the Labour Party under Starmer. I'm not quite trusting about what's going on. Go ahead. Anybody well, want to jump done in exactly there? exactly the same, Anthony. He said the same thing about Brexit. Yep. That, okay, he said that he, you know, campaigned to remain, and he suddenly changed again. He's just changing. Like, as we've mentioned many a time, he's just blowing in the wind like a willow, isn't he? Indeed, he's, indeed. He's just desperate. He's desperate to get that, get his name in history. That's all it's about, being the Prime Minister. Well, here's one for Graham. British gas owners' profits soar to $2.8 billion from $392 million the year before. What do you think about that, Mr Cuttle? I just absolutely disgusting in one hand, but in the other hand, it's good for all our pensions. <laughs> yeah, that's if, that's <laughs> if you get to claim them. Still get worse pensions and put into them. BP puts a hell of a lot of money out of your pensions, Jonathan, so yeah. That's if you get to claim them. Aye, exactly. If I love that long. Yeah, if you live long enough. Uh, you no, know. it's ridiculous. As it's absolutely ridiculous. And these guys up in the, the top of the board getting all these massive bonuses and all the rest of it. It's absolutely ridiculous when you've got normal people like us struggling to put their electricity on and their gas on and so forth. So, I mean, Indeed. There doesn't seem to be any way to stop them and no government seems to want to step in well. and absolutely stop it. No, it's absolutely true. Now, here's one for you, which I think is going to be our national, but I'm not letting it out yet. Why were there hundreds of unionists taken to the streets of Glasgow? Is it because Nicola Sturgeon announced her resignation from office? <laughs> I think it may have been Jonathan. <laughs> Conga, conga, conga. Nicholas no longer. Look at his little face. See, the thing about it is the most enjoyable bit about it, the full thing was was her resignation speech, oh. which went on so long that she burnt out two deaf sign, sign language people. She had to have two deaf sign language people. <laughs> And the life of that speech because she just burnt the first one out and then another one jumped. I noticed that, Graham. I thought, why, why have they changed halfway through? Well, hey, Mark. Hey, Mark, are we going to make that the national? Yeah, I suppose we should, shouldn't we, really? Yeah, okay then. That's going to be that's gonna be the national then. Yeah. What about this one? Viewers baffled as Sam Smith says they want to be a fisher them. <laughs> Instead of a fisherman. Oh, another pile of absolute nonsense. This stupid, <laughs> absolute, ridiculous, pathetic nonsense has got to stop. It's every single day somebody wants to change the language and now obviously Roald Dahl, they want to rewrite oh. Roald Dahl's books and all this rest of it. Get a life, you you ridiculous people. We can't just accept things as they have been for thousands of years. We Indeed. can't use the word fat anymore, which is absolutely ridiculous. Now, I've just been to Fat Club. I'm going to slim and world to lose weight. And <laughs> I call Slimming World <laughs> Fat Club. You know what I mean? Everybody calls it Fat Club, so come on. Well, I was talking to yeah. Mark earlier on today and I said, what are we going to do about the church and all the rest of that stuff? Because oh, if, the, if the church carry on the way that they're doing, it's going to be our birth parents who art in heaven, who assigned our gender. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Hallowed be thy pronoun. <laughs> it was like, I'm back to a few podcasts ago and Mark was talking about the school's educating young people or children with these books and I saw I, I saw four of these books on an article somewhere and it's absolutely ridiculous the language they're using it really is ridiculous yeah yeah absolute yeah, madness is. go ahead 
There's only one language for it, and we can't say it on here. No, but we can do, because we're going to be introducing a program called Cheshire Matters After Hours. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and that's where we can all let our hair down. Those of us who have hair... Steve. We've all got plenty of hair. Excuse me. We've all got plenty of hair. We just don't spend four hours in front of the mirror like you trying to look like David Van Day. Well, I've got to get my looks sorted. You know, Jonathan, because... was that the walk? Do you not want to use the bold one? That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> right. Most people in this country now think that life would be better in Australia or New Zealand <laughs> than living in this country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, especially if they introduce another lockdown in Australia. What do you think about that one then? Yeah. Uh, there, New Zealand. Here, here. Well, there is bad, aren't they? New Zealand. Yes. Well, you've got to dodge the sharks and the crocodiles and the snakes yeah. and the horrible spiders, but that, you know, it's a, a risk worth taking, really. Well, that's only the bankers <laughs> we're talking about. Right. <laughs> it's only the same over here isn't it, with all the snakes and the backstabbers oh yes and as you said the in the last podcast you might have to get a pill to actually sort out reptile dysfunction i know and <laughs> while we're on that i'm also uh, i'm going to uh, apply to uh, greece for asylum all right what do you mean i'm gonna be fair of my life from freezing to death Starving to death or being taxed. Oh, you you really look like you're starving. <laughs> no, 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 don't get personal. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I, I don't know how many bales of hay and grass you've got hanging about there, but I don't think you're, you're doing too bad, sir. We've had a good summer, that's all I can say. We've had plenty of grass. What do you think, Mark? Do you think he's going to starve too soon? I doubt it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, what, what, what's this? You, Trev, you need to apply. Yeah, you've got to apply for asylum, yeah. Uh, uh, so they, they do life. it correctly. Right. You just so need a boat, Trev. I've right. got one in my front garden. You can borrow that. <laughs> All right, well, I'll do that then, Steve. Yeah, that's okay. He also got Take the music. The He's got the music to go with it. Because we all know that he does his impersonations on a Saturday at children's parties called Captain Pugwash. Captain Pugwash. <laughs> so what do we do then, Steve? Just point the pointy at this uh, pointy end at the uh, Greece and yeah. off a go. I'll yeah. say, yeah, as long as you keep the pointy end uh, heading towards Greece, you'll be all right. Well, what about Ed Sheeran and Adele saying that they can't play at King Charles's coronation? Why? Well, they say they previously booked. <laughs> And oh, they, can't, they, mean they can't they play, play the period. Say that they again, Graham. They play at the Queen's Jubilee. Well, I, mm. I think Ed Sheeran did, didn't they? Yeah, Ed Sheeran did, yeah. Uh, so King Charles isn't good enough for him. And uh. a sad a sad one here right, about our woman, Nicola Bully, you know, being found. That's a strange set of circumstances there about that yeah. woman's death. You know, well, and, that's ongoing. That That's not finished yet. Well, it seems to have died in the mainstream press straight away. As soon as they found her body, that was it. Everything went down. But anyway, let's end on a happy note. Boris Johnson has agreed to buy a four million nine bedroom Georgian manor house with a moat. Was that the guy that was going to loan the money off 
someone at the BBC's friend recently. Correct. Yeah. 4.9 million pounds. Yeah, he needed a guarantor for 800,000 pound loan. But yet, this guy is buying a 4 million pound nine bedroom Georgian house. It's a grade two listed home in Oxfordshire. Uh, so how is he be, being able to do that? Is he, is he going to put up loads of migrants in this mansion, <sighs> is he? Uh, well, he might have them working the lands. Mm. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the same as Sarah Ferguson, who's now living in a, a Muse apartment in Kensington somewhere. How does Somewhere that like that. And this woman is absolutely bankrupt. Her husband's bankrupt. So how can these people also afford these massive big houses when they've no money? That is the question, Graham. How? 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 I would like to know because I would quite like one. Stats will tell us. How are they doing it, Stats? Tell us. I don't know, mate. They've got a trick up the sleeve, haven't they? A trick? I'm sure it, I'm sure it involves the taxpayer somewhere along the line. <laughs> mm. Yeah. To, get, yeah. to, to be able to buy a four million pound nine bedroom house with a moat, a moat with a boat. Maybe we could have, we could have the ravens traveling down. <laughs> we are taking over this house. <laughs> on behalf of Cheshire Matters, the crew, <laughs> and on behalf of England and all the poor people, you're liberated, says Steve. Or maybe we become people smugglers and push a couple of dingies full of illegal immigrants across it, Jonathan. Mm. Oh, yes, yeah, send them all over to, to Boris's. Mm -hmm. Yep. Get them over to work the lands and then take over the place. Just like we've got with all these migrants. They're, they're planted in. Next minute, they're going to be the army that takes over this country because we've got no army over here, have we? They're all... Mm. They're all there might over. be more to that than you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah but the, the, the question again on that is that he was trying to get an £800,000 loan. Yep, which he needed a guarantee for. Yeah, he was on a hundred, which means he hasn't got the money. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right, technically, three years ago. And he's on 165000 a year, less tax, et cetera, et cetera, plus living costs yep. and all that lot, because they yep. have slightly bigger living costs than us. Well, no, well they don't actually, because they claim it all. So where's he got the four million from for this suddenly to buy this house? This is what you learn if you are a conservative. You learn accountancy in the millions. <laughs> I know where he's got it from. It just come to me. PPE. Nazim or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. What's his name? That Naziazi. I can't. I don't know his name. The, 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 guy, that magic, the <laughs> guy that magic five million out there for the tax money. That's right. That's him, Graham. I can't say it. Zahawi. Zahawi. That's him. That's the one. Well, he's borrowed it off. He's got it off him, hasn't he? Because he just, like Graham says, he's just magic's five million out there. Oof. Just like that. Just like that. You know, you, Philip Schofield says, oof. Do you remember those old jokes by Tommy Cooper? He used to say, oi, 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 I saw a plastic surgeon the other day. He looked real. <laughs> <laughs> and Chubby Brown came out with a claim on earlier on. I couldn't believe it. A clean one from Chubby. A clean one. There's a big commotion, a big crowd outside. And this lad was laying on the floor in a moped. And he said, uh, aside, get aside, please, get aside. And the bloke said, Are you a doctor? He said, No, that's my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. 
<laughs> I love it. Well, let's go on to the national. And this is going to give a lot of leeway, a Laura, Laura leeway, to Whoa. our Scottish correspondent, Mr. Graham Cuttle. We've got to come up with a nickname for him. We've got to say Cutting Cuttle. Okay, because we think, we think he's sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Cutting Cuttle. Right, what do you think? Sturgeon quits. Hundreds of unionists take to the streets in Glasgow and celebrate with bottles of champagne. Mm. It was actually a nice sight to see all the unionists on George Square and not being sort of something uh, attached to the Rangers Football Club. It was actually people that support the union of Great Britain. Brilliant. Absolutely fabulous to see them doing the conga in George Square. As for Nicola Sturgeon's resignation, there's something more to this, Jonathan. A woman of her determination, because she has quite a determined character, you've got to give her that, yeah. uh, does not resign for no reason. And just by saying that she's burnt out and she's going to spend more time with her family, well, boo-hoo, do you know what I mean? She's wrecked this country over the last eight years, absolutely wrecked it. We have 500 million ferries that are still sitting, rusting away. National Health Service on its knees. Education decimated. Teachers on strike, as we know. Donkey in every corner in Glasgow. Dying. The biggest death toll junkies in the country. And honestly, she's she's read the country, but in her resignation speech, she made herself out to be some messiah that's ascending to heaven and she's done no wrong. And I watched that and I thought... Why aren't these journalists that were sitting there, they pandered to her yeah, in yeah. the interview. None of them, apart from the one right at the end and that asked her about the, the 600,000 uh, investigation by Police Scotland into this, these missing funds, had the balls to turn around and say, well, hold on a minute, you weren't that great. Here's what you messed up. What's your answer to it? They all just sat there and pandered to her and I couldn't understand it. And she was her usual godlike self if you ask me so okay can i bring steve in there yeah i agree with uh, graham uh, to a large extent there i think uh, her record in in scotland on uh, local issues like the health and uh, drugs and uh, the general state of the country and, and many other things speaks for itself and she was very good at being evasive surrounding all of those issues for many many years with um, her main tactic, obviously, was to bang the uh, um, independence drum repeatedly, and that's what she became probably known as being obsessed with more than anything else. And she did receive some criticism periodically in relation to the fact that that was her sole area of focus, yeah. uh, to the detriment of the people living their ordinary daily lives um, who, who couldn't get joy with many issues that she she basically abandoned in my view i felt a resignation speech was just you know it was all about me 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 uh nicola sturgeon and and talking about herself for endless amounts of time but there were questions raised as to whether you know in in the media as to whether this transgender issue was the the tipping point oh we think Um, we think it was i was talking to stats earlier on and stats said well you tell them what you said stats go ahead no i think it did if you look at it, all right, you had the unionists, unionists celebrating, but there was people praising a record. Uh, I'm just thinking, what was there to praise? As everyone's just said, she had a bad record. We even went through it all, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. How did she last so long? But it wasn't the poor record that's brought her down. It was this extreme wokeness, wasn't it? Yeah, extreme wokeness. This, this, this yeah. is what did it. This is literally what flipped it. Yep. You know, the support for 
for independence. Well, that's ex- I think this should be a, a warning to others. Yeah. Because everyone with a bit of common sense is opposed to this madness. I mean, there was actually a poll out regarding, you know, all the businesses when they push this wokeness on their consumers. Yeah. And, and the majority of the public don't like it. So no. the warning signs were there. It's common sense. Well, the, the, as soon as you start messing with biology and, and logic and reality, basically, you're on a loser. The tide mm. is turning. Do I, you know? Wouldn't you agree, Trev? I think so. Yeah, I'm just with her pushing this trance thing so much. I'm just wondering if she's a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, see if you look at the pictures of her in her early life, you'd go like that. Mm. <laughs> those, those. <laughs> Can I just say, I, I I think there is something more underlying as to her resignation, actually, um, because so you agree with Cuttle the cutting. Well, mm. I, I think there is something more to this resignation from somebody who is. V- you know, for many years has been very resilient, very uh, self-determined and very focused on one particular issue. And for somebody that tenacious and and sort of, um, in brackets, obsessed with certain things in the political world. Independence. Yeah, well, being independent, but also the, the very fact that she is... To a large extent, I think she's been focused on herself and her own ambitions and and making history, and it's been to the detriment of all the other issues that we kind of mentioned before and which have not done Scotland and the the people any good at all. But I I do think there's something more underlying, but I, I think this transgender issue, to a certain degree, kind of contributed to it also, but... I think this transgender issue is not so much about Nicola Sturgeon. I think it's a kickback by the people of this country against all of this this sort of left-wing wokeism. And I think this is more an indication of a kickback against what's happening to the country rather than Nicola Sturgeon, to be honest. Well, let's go back to Graham. Graham, who do you think is in the running to take over from Nicola? Because she's been there for, what, about eight years? Something like that? For eight years. And do you know something, John, just before I touched on that point, I actually quite feel a bit dumped because we've lost Ian Blackford and now we've lost Nicola Sturgeon. We're two nemesis on this political planet of ours. (laughs) And honestly, this new guy in Westminster, this Stephen... Can't remember his second name, the leader of SNP in Westminster now. Yeah, well, when we first saw him there, we thought, what the hell is Cut the Cuttle doing in Westminster? Honestly, you know, no, I mean, it's just, it's such a lightweight and he's, he's a nobody you can't get angry with. Him. Do you know what I mean? This is this is where I'm going here. I've lost two people that I get angry with, but hey-ho. Anyway, answer your question. Kate Forbes is getting absolutely trashed just now up here. I don't know if it's on the media down there. Yeah, she's she is. She's getting trashed here. Trashed because she's a wee free, right? So to explain to you, the Free Church of Scotland yep. don't believe in same-sex marriage. They don't go on with gays. They don't really like Catholics. They're a pretty hardline Christian group. But they keep themselves to themselves. They don't force it upon anybody or anything like that. Uh-huh. But because Kate Forbes has come out and said this, she's getting absolutely slated. Now, she was getting supported by X amount of MPs today. She came out and made a statement on the news today and they're all dropping their like hotcakes because of this gender bill and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah. She, well, the she thing- said she wouldn't support it. Well, the thing is, I would agree with her not to support it because it's it's madness. You know, I mean, I keep on saying every single time on this program, because we're so fed up of the woke that's going on, I keep on saying it's okay to be white and it's great to be straight. Yep. You know, just to actually 
put it out there. And as far mm. as I'm concerned, if she did get in, if she did, she would probably have the support of the mainstream. Yeah. Right, so you've got the other one. You've got the other one, Ash Reagan, right, who's saying absolutely nothing. She's doing no TV interviews or anything. She was an other one that opposed the gender uh, reform bill. She really? resigned over it. Right. And what about that other guy? Yusuf is his name? Yeah. Uh, Hamza Yusuf, who has or follows <laughs> a faith that throws gay people, lesbian people off buildings for being that way and all the rest of it in yeah, different yeah. countries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody's questioning him about his faith in his religion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody, because obviously the faith he follows. Yeah. And it'd be a stink. Someone was interviewing him and said, well, would you, would you still support a gender reform bill? He says, yes, next question. What, what faith does he have? Is he Muslim? Is he Muslim? He's a Muslim. He's a Muslim. I'm going yeah, to bring Mark in there. What do you think about that, Mark? Go on then, I'm not scared to say anything. Um, yeah, his religion is totally at odds with his whatever's going on in his brain at the minute, uh, his political thinking. So uh, I think he's got cognitive dissonance, to be honest. But uh, yeah, he's my favourite. Come on, Mark. I'd love him to take, I'd love him to take the job because the woker you go, the broker you go. So get him in. <laughs> Finish the job off. Uh, but I think if you like got one of these reporters to come out and ask him if he's got children, what would you do if one of your children came out as gay and wanted a gay marriage? Well, you know, the question they should be asking him is, would you let your nine-year-old daughter marry a fully grown man? And when mm. you ask Muslims that question, normally uh, they answer with yes. So we'll see. Maybe that's the question. But yeah. no one's brave enough to ask that question. No, there's no journalist who would be brave enough to ask it, Mark. No. I, I, no, I think no. Kate Forbes... And I'm, I'm no supporter of the SNP, as you know, and I've got yeah. no truck with them whatsoever, but I think Kate Forbes is getting a very, very raw deal. Yep. Now, I really you know, do. I think she, she's an easy one to pick on because she's a Christian. Yep. She's a bit more of a proper nationalist, though, isn't she? So she might bring a little bit of sanity. And God, I'd like to think so, Mark. She strikes yeah. me as quite a sensible person. She doesn't yeah, strike she does. me as a sturgeon or... No. Uh, and Alex Salmond or anything like that she strikes me as quite a sensible person I would like to think that she would sort the country out before she starts us independence nonsense once again do you know what I mean but we shall just need to wait and see but I don't think she stands a chance now because the daggers are out for her so it's, it's either going to be Humza Yusuf or Ash Reagan one of the two of them okay that's your, that's your bid okay Steve go ahead yeah I just want to bring in a very quick little point um, Graham made a comment there that this lady was being Hounded, if you like, because she's Christian and has, uh, you know, Christian views. Yeah. Now that not only in this country, but across the West and, and beyond is now becoming increasingly widespread. If anybody has traditional Christian views, they are getting a very hard time in Western countries now. Yeah. Through Western press as well. Exactly, and it, it's it's um, it's, it's not be nice. Sorted, really, to be honest, because it's not nice. We are rights. not going to turn the other cheek on this one. You know, <laughs> no, why, no, they should have the right to express themselves in terms of their p- particular views, and they're not Correct. being allowed to. They're being hounded. It's wrong. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, if anybody's got anything else to comment on that, say so now, because we're going to move on to the local. Has anybody got well, anything else to say? Uh, communists hate Christianity. That's what's going on. Okay, so that is communists, Muslims. <laughs> Carry on. Who else hates Christianity? I was say, it sounds like a right uh, mishmash, doesn't it? Well, I think some Christians <laughs> hate Christianity as well. 
Church of England. Yeah. Well, you better ask that boss vicar, see what he thinks. Yeah, well, no, he's out now. It's only going to take a little while. And then before you know it, Archbishop Welby will be Archbishop Down Under. Yeah, well bashed. Yeah, well bashed. He could... Did it defrock him, Jonathan? Defrocked! I'd let that for my Scottish accent. He's going to be defrocked. (laughs) All right. Okay, well, we're going to move on to the local now, and this is going to be with the gazelle. Gazelle, can you put that bale of hay down, please? You do not need the extra pounds. You're looking okay. (laughs) Right, okay. Warrington Borough Council's Cabinet has given the green light to amended plans for the town's zero-emission bus regional area. Area. And it's called the zebra. The zebra scheme. How about that, Gazelle? The zebra scheme. Zebra. Zebra's animals together. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) See, we've got the raven, we've got a zebra, and we've got a gazelle. Yeah. And we've also got... We've also got a cutting cuttle, so watch out. You could be down at the butchers. Well, I was just thinking earlier on, there's a, a cuttlefish in sturgeon. That's very, very odd. Oh, no, no, don't go there. Don't, don't go, go there. there. Don't, don't go don't go. No, 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 no. Very odd. A, a cuttlefish is actually a mollusk. A sturgeon's a fish, so yeah. we'll go at this. All right. Well, oh, there you go, see. Put in your place there, Gazelle. Get back to Africa. Go on. Well, as I said, every day is a lesson day. I'm, I'm not proud. So we've got here we go again another uh, another episode of What a Nation Street. Have we heard any more about any other court dates or anything like that? I mean, because it's getting interesting. No. We've got March where he's got to go back. I'm sure it's March the seventeenth actually, which is Patrick's Day, isn't it? Patrick's Day, that. Yep. I've got a few things to do on that day, so I'm probably not going to be able to make the course on that day. But uh, the next one is April 24th, which I will definitely be there for. Ooh, he's there. He's that. watching to see if one of the characters from Warren Nation Street, wah, 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 Rusty, Rusty Nail, Nail, Rusty Nail, Rusty Nail, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he actually gets put away. Put mm. away. So we'll have to see what's this space. Yes, and now we've got a new flagship. What were you going to say, Mark? I was going to say, is he taking a bar of soap with him? (laughs) Well, just chuck it to him. (laughs) Might need this. Yeah. They're that hard up now. They don't supply the soap now. They have to get it. Go on. You've got to get that out your allowances. You want pound 20 a week. Yeah. And soap is one pound 19. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Trevor. So anyway, we've got Warren Nation Street's new flagship, or should I say flag bus. <laughs> Warrington Borough Council's cabinet, as Jonathan just said, has been given the green light, so I'll go through this as quick as I can to amend the plans for the town's uh, zebra scheme. That's the zero-emission bus regional area. That's a mouthful, that, isn't it? I know. I couldn't even get it out when I was saying area. I couldn't I even know, get yeah, the words yeah, out. I mean, I'll edit it, look, you know, but, you know, like to make me sound good because I am abfab, but you know, there you go. I think it's obviously done for that reason, isn't it, to, to catch us out. Now, the Cabinet's approved plans at its uh, 13th of February meeting, meaning the Council can now move ahead with the project to replace Warrington's own buses. Now, we've had all these stories before. Don't forget, our Council executive owns one chair. 
out of about 885,000. Worked that one out. I've never worked it out. Of Warrington's own buses. And how much did they put in? Probably more than all the other shares put together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know an answer to that. <laughs> So they're going ahead anyway with this. They're going to replace the entire fleet with 105 electric buses during 2024. And are they the buses that can only run for 15 minutes? Because yeah, Warrington is going to become a 15 minute city. <laughs> These are the ones that burst into flames periodically as well, Trevor. Yes, they are the ones, Steve. You just took the words out of my mouth. I'm just waiting for the first one to blow up. Anyway, the remains of the uh, this remains one of the highest number of electric buses to be introduced by any town or city in the UK. That's it. He's going for a first. Mm. Right. Not only has he struck up a debt, but he's going for another first now. <laughs> yeah, he's gone for a debt of two point four billion, rising at this point. What? Which, as I will put some more figures out in a minute, which will boost that two point four billion. Remember, quick question. You know these electric buses, do you have to plug them in at the wall and have uh, a rather long extension lead for them to run? You can imagine yes, it stage, going yeah. along the street <laughs> and a bus driver knocks on your door and goes, excuse me, do you mind if I just plug this in for a little while? Can I plug my bus in for 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> the smart meter with explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it is laughable, isn't it, really? Anyway, I mean, we shouldn't complain, really. We should. We should. There's a lot of things to complain about. You know, what is there not to complain about in this country? Corrupt government, corrupt bureaucracy, corrupt raven. The only well, honest I, person I, on here is the cuddle. Cuddle. I really don't need to go outside this town to complain, do I? The <laughs> man rest of the country. Cutter the Cuttle is the only honest man on this programme right now. If we're going to be sitting there saying that we're not going to complain about anything and there's nothing to complain about, well, then we're lying. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I think we could do a four-hour episode tonight. About I complaints? Really with, with what's going on at the minute, with these 15-minute... Anyway, that's Oh, don't. don't. No, that's for next week. Now. They we, must be... Oh, yes. they, with we all the things that. that are going on, they must we've be got. absolutely... Russia must be laughing at us. I mean, did you see those pictures of Sam Smith? Can you imagine him sending him into Ukraine to fight? Oh, yes, I reckon yeah, all the Russian spies way up what's going on here with all the woke men and their man bags and the skinny jeans and flip soles <laughs> and the makeup and everything else. And oh, you can just must, see what's going to go on. must be just saying to himself, don't worry, lads, we can walk in there any time. There's no resistance whatsoever. Yeah, and actual well, fact... As I said last week, I said, all we got to do is shove a big cardboard cutout of Sam Smith up front of a tank and them Ruskies have gone. <laughs> <laughs> they see him coming towards them, they've gone, they're back, they're back. <laughs> yeah, come and see my tank, baby. <laughs> Look at what we got. We got Sam Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll frighten you. See, it's like I see that black series one that was made of Kevlar, so they would I tell you what, you'd be worried if you farted in that. I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, and, and a bullet pierce that you'd blow up, wouldn't you? <laughs> there you go. Well, the music industry doesn't give a crap, don't they? They just want to sell and they don't care which country is in. But can you, have you seen that other picture, that meme of him with, he's got his head on an action man, <laughs> you know, the body of an action man doll. It's called an action them. I know. <laughs> See that today. <laughs> and he's got a little handbag, hasn't he? <laughs> 
You know what I'd say? I'd say God help us, but it, but them isn't going to help us, is no, they? No, them, them isn't going to. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you know, there is going to be, there are no people in this country are going to say, oh, well, this is the way to go. Sam Smith is the way to go. Kiss my ass. It isn't going to happen. Okay. Yeah, he's got his little lamb bag. Have you seen his dog as well? The attack dog it's got on it. It's a chihuahua. Well, this is a message out to Sam Smith and all the rest of them. Sorry, kiddo, but you ain't going to be able to cut it. Cut it a cuttle. <laughs> ain't going to be impressed. Nobody in Scotland, Ireland, Wales, or even England is going to be looking to have you defend us, kiddo. Forget it. We're not interested. All right, carry on. Sorry, Trevor, go ahead. Well, I'll tell you what, me try and get through this pretty quick, so it's all gone poof, hasn't it? Poof. <laughs> oh, He's interrupting you time and time again, Trevor. Put him on a warning and contact Bob. I'll tell you what. That's I'm Steve on a mute him, already. I'll mute him. I've muted. Now, Have you muted him? Mute him. Here's the important bit about our Go on. Well, I won't say the important bit. I'll just say the obvious bit, really. Um, the council is making a significant financial contribution to the zebra scheme. Oh, this is what we were waiting for, for the one share. For the one share. Now, people may claim that I'm moaning again and being negative. And I just want to point out that this Labour council does not have a good track record with its past gambles. <laughs> so, Can no. I just ask you a quick question? Too? Investments. Certainly who, who Trevor, Trevor, who just one second. Who's giving the money to the bus company or the bus manufacturer? Well, it must go to the bus manufacturer, which I'll just I'll expand on a, a little bit later. Um, yeah, Warrington's own buses is owned, as it says, including the title, by mm. Warrington Borough Council. But mm. it's another one of those tricky... The executive of the Borough Council, not the leader, has mm. like a one share and somebody else has one share and the council has 98 shares which is it's all bizarre it's one of those you know nothing to see here sections anyway so we'll look at some of these figures anyway the the grant from the government is 21.5 million towards the green agenda now the total cost for the 105 buses is 50 million so, so that's a shortfall. A 25 million. So are they borrowing 25 million to do the job? It's 28.5 million, yeah. For so the many buses? This is, this is Warrington Borough Council, this, Graham. Oh, for the many buses? For 105 buses. Now, I've gone, on to, yeah, I've gone on to Wikipedia to get the figures for the cost of an electric bus. And in England, they run, run at 1.1 million. Right. That doesn't make mathematical sense to me. Though. So that does not add up. No. But I have checked, I've, I've double-checked again with another company. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But they got 195 buses for 80 million. So that figure does add up. Mm -hmm. uh, so Wikipedia might be slightly out. I wouldn't think it would be, but it, it, uh, we've got to give, anyway, benefit of the doubt on that one. So okay. anyway, we've got a shortfall of 28.5 million, which the council are going to be putting up. Sorry, sorry, I'm going to be putting up. <laughs> I didn't know you were that rich. Mark, did you know that Trevor was that rich that he's got like 28 million in the bank? Well, I'm going to follow on from this in a minute and give an overview of exactly how much all this is going to cost him. He's going to have to be one hell of a rich man for this. Go ahead, Trev. Yeah. Well, and let me just point out at this stage that Warrington owned buses in its trading year to 2022 made a loss of £333,000. 
Chicken feed with what's about to happen. Exactly. Now, they were blaming the cost on fuel and parts to, you know, uh, repair the buses, etc. Anyway, Councillor Hans Mundre, I quote, said, I'm delighted that the Cabinet has now given the go-ahead. Crucially, this significant investment will make a huge difference to, lo- huge difference, sorry, to local people. Well, my comment is that, so will the buses now be available after 5.30pm on a Sunday? No, right? they're charging up. Because, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to, get the cheap, buses, to get the cheap rates on a Sunday? Our, yeah, but- Warrington, our Warrington buses, that Warrington that's applied four times for the city status, don't even have a bus service after 5.30 on a Sunday. Well, another question, Trevor, is how much is this electricity going to cost to run these buses? This electricity? Uh, well, what are you don't doing shortening that. those words? This electricity. Don't worry about that, Steve. We've got all that sorted. Right, so first what, of all, with your need... electric generators, your solar, your solar <laughs> no. power that's based no, in no, Derby no, no. or wherever <laughs> it is. You're going to say they're going to build a windmill for them, aren't you? This is not going to be popular, <laughs> but it might be popular in certain um, areas. I'm going to organise an electric chair for our leader. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst we're actually on this, but anyway, I dare go along that route just for the time being. So, hopefully, we're going to get a bus after 5.30 on a Sunday. I don't know yet. Now, listen to this. The chair of Warrington, Warrington's own buses, Councillor Cathy Mitchell, who is also the deputy leader of Warrington Borough Council. She is Rusty Nails. Second in command. Second in command. She said, well, I won't go on. It's blah, 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 blah about the climate. Is that the way she talks in the meetings? Uh Yeah. In fact, she doesn't actually say much in the meetings. She's like um, a little sheep, should I say. She goes, bah, bah, bah. Blah, blah. <laughs> now, very good. Now, this <laughs> is the same. That's tickled the raven. That's got him. It's another animal, you see. That's what tickled him. Now, this is the same. Kathy Mitchell. Don't get too close to your mic. We don't want you to get too excited. No, this is the same Kathy Mitchell that had the Warrington's own buses transporting our residents and our children around Warrington with no valid MOTs. Oh, naughty, naughty, naughty. Yes, I remember that you're bringing that up, Trevor. They, they were driving buses around Warrington with no MOTs, no valid MOTs. The buses, there's about 15 of them. And that means if they've no valid MOTs, they've no valid insurance. So if any accidents had have happened there... Oof. They'd have been in the deep poo, right? Do, 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 do. Digby Brown do. would have been on the case. Say that again, Graham. Oh, I'm saying Digby Brown would have been on the case. Oh. oh I'll tell you. And Digby Brown down there. Yeah. Yeah, we are, and, and independently. Why Why was there a gap there? I'm not editing that out. I'm going to leave that in. What's that? <laughs> that gap is very unprofessional. Yeah, no, uh, independently, uh, uh, on top of this, we are building a new bus depot, which is due for completion by the end of 2023, fitted with electric vehicle charging infrastructure. Well, that should all be, would be. (laughs) We've got 105 electric buses, Jonathan. Where are we going to plug them in? And I'll tell you what, that's a hell of a lot of extensions. So that it? place, that, cost? That, that new bus place has got to be able to house a hundred and whatever buses. 
105 buses, and it's on Dellum Lane. I know exactly where it is. And will uh, it fit just it? throw uh, something into the mix here. You know, you have floods in Warrington. Has anybody taken this into account? Uh, no, they've not, Steve. That's a very, very good point now. <laughs> And the area, the area is not far from where we have the floods, actually. Water electric, they don't kind of go. In fact, well. I'm going to write that down and make a point of that, Steve. That's pretty good, that. Now, Get on a bus you... and watch your eyes light up. Now, our commitment, our commitment to green energy will also see the buses charged with green electricity. Now, has anybody ever seen green electricity? I've not. Anyway... We, and he goes on to say, we have already purchased solar farms in Hull, York and Sirencester, which supply the green energy to the grid. <laughs> the cost of this depot is around £10 million on top of the £28.5 million. But again, Steve, as you mentioned, it's a drip in the ocean. Right? Well, no, he was being very... Very racist towards his own kind. He said it was chicken feed. Chicken. <laughs> the raven was having a go at his own kind and at his own cousins, the chickens. Nothing to peck at. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, my question, now this is a serious question, how much are these solar farms returning? I want the figures and I want the proof. Well, they're in debt. Yeah, so where are we going to get any benefits on this? The buses are already losing money. We're two point eight billion in debt. The debt is increasing. <laughs> That's what they say at the meetings. Hey, Rusty, <laughs> you know we've got problems. Uh, are the pizzas here yet? Hey, yeah, <laughs> let's get the pizzas in. It. No, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Paying for the pizzas? No, I'm not paying for the pizzas, boss. <laughs> right, okay then. Put it on the tab. Yeah, put it on the Warrington Warrington taxpayers tab. Electric vehicles will be a ten year fad, and it will be a switch to hydrogen after that. You reckon? I'm telling you now. The hydrogen village here in Ellesmere Port is getting a thumbs down from the people. Real thumbs down. Still, state because uh, simply milk floats have been around for years. Yep. Yep. I used to drive a milk float when I was thirteen. Oh, don't, don't be milking your problems on this program here. No, they used to drive milk floats. That was no, a joke. Vehicles. wasn't a very good one, but you know. Electric vehicles are nothing new, are they? No. Oh, no, no. Mark, you were going to come back in on a few things. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to um, show an overall picture and a rough guess of how much this insanity is going to cost. So, yeah, the 105 buses in Warrington. I've yep. gone for the lower estimate of 400,000 per bus, so I got 42 million, so I've got 50 million. Then I looked at Cheshire West, about 54 buses, so that's another 21 million. I didn't get around to working out Cheshire East because what I thought, I'll go for the overall total. So the government say they want to change 4,000 buses, but that's a lie. Because Cheshire West Environmental, um, or the Environment, whatever plan it is, the emergency, that's the one, the Environment Emergency Plan says they're going to change all the vehicles. So I had a little look. 50,000 council vehicles. So hang on, I'll just go with the buses. There was 40,000 buses, right, in the UK. So I've worked out that's going to cost about 15 billion. But as I've just said, it wasn't just buses. It's going to be every single council vehicle. So about 50,000 vehicles. So I come to a figure of trillions and trillions. (sighs) When you actually look at this and then look at exactly what their plan is and put a rough price on it, this is going to cost hundreds of billions at least. 
when you can roll this out to the whole world if everyone's going to do it. Wow. And there's no money with all these black holes, local services struggling, and we're all being told to tighten our belts. Really? Indeed. We can we just waste billions on electric vehicles. And the quote... We? And then, like Steve said, the cost of rising electricity. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is going to be astronomical. This is going to ruin the world, this. And that's just the vehicle aspect of this. Net zero, but, unrealistic insanity. But yet, yeah. the quote... From the managing director at Warrington's own buses, Mr. Ben Wakerley says, this is great news for Warrington. As well as the clear environmental benefits it will bring, the introduction of our electric fleet will drastically improve the quality of our services. Building on the slashed fares we have already introduced and improving reliability and punctuality. (laughs) And I can see... What's that, Trevor? What's that? What, is that sign language with the middle finger there? What's, can I, 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 can't can get I that. just go on them slashed fares as well? That I, I I actually used a bus the other week for once. And those slashed fares, when it goes down to £2, only operate after 7.30 and the bus is stopped running at 10. <laughs> so it's not it's what? not through the day. That £2 is not through the day. So what does it do? So, in a summing up, does it get the thumbs up or the thumbs down? All right, let's see. Take a take a hands-on approach. Even with Mark, who's coming on the telephone, I can sense psychically that there is a big yeah. thumbs down. Everybody else on screen. Yep, yep. Thumbs down, it is. It's thumbs down. It's a, it's a thumbs down. And if, if I may just add as well, as I've said over the last few months, the, the electric companies are now paying us a premium if we don't use electric because they're running out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'd actually go down and taser Rusty Nail if I could, but I can't afford the electric to hit him with it. <laughs> All right, so, I'm afraid, how are we going to sustain this? We're not. <laughs> it isn't going to happen. All right, okay, well, I'm calling it there. I'm calling it. Here we go. It's time. It's time. Okay, Steve, go to the bar and refresh all our glasses, especially for our guests from Scotland. Go ahead. Uh, certainly buy a grain of drink any time, but the rest of you can get your hand in your pocket now and again, so no for the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, now that again. is discriminatory. Look, he's discriminating against the English here. Do you know that? Did you see that, Trevor? Oh, I did. Oh, I'm not surprised. <sighs> Mark. He's a Viking. He's a Viking. Yeah, he's he's, he's a, a usurper. Yeah. He's just there to pillage. Yeah. Have you, has, have you noticed that he's not offered any reparation to any of us here? No, 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 no wait for We mm. came, we conquered, and that's it. End yeah, and he took, and he took this. Packing. Yeah, and he took mm. that silver and gold from those poor monks. He was a yeah. real rotter. I'm telling yeah. you. And those Irish oh, slaves well. That's another one. Yeah. Hey. Monk bashing, you pass your bishop and you bank, pass the monks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know what you're like. There's no rules. It's we've, as simple as that. We've heard it all from Elaine. It. Well, we're going to be talking more about Stephen uh, bashing the monk <laughs> on Cheshire Matters <laughs> after hours. <laughs> when we start up, it'll be a subscription only. <laughs> Service. I can see our Scottish correspondent is choking it at that, you know, because he's going to be laughing that much. But anyway, all right, shout outs and shout downs. We're going to go out of politeness to our Scottish correspondent. Have you got any shout outs or shout downs, sir? I'm actually going to give a shout down to myself here, Jonathan, and you're going to be disgusted with me. But oh, okay. I've developed an infatuation for Angela Rayner. 
Oh! <laughs> Honestly, yes, Honestly, I just... I don't know what's happening to me. My sanity is going, but I've developed her. In fact, she's not she's real, you know. She's not real. She's real to me, mate. that <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'm into a bit of mucky. Uh, she looks like she would rag all you around the room and then oh, show totally agree with that. that. <laughs> totally agree with that. that that's, uh, my shout down. that's my shout down this evening. Joe. Against yourself. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> that's got me. That caught me. That blindsided me completely. Go ahead. Go ahead, the gazelle. Give us a bale of hay. Give us something. Go ahead. Well, I've got a couple here, actually, which I'll just get in as soon as I can. We've got... Uh, I'll throw me in, me loony in first, because this, again, is... I can't just... I just don't believe how up-to-date we are. The King. In future, the national anthem will be Bring Me Sunshine. <laughs> Bring Me Sunshine. As sung by Markham and Wise. Yep. It is quicker, it's more tuneful, and the people know the words. Uh, they do, actually. They and do. on state occasions, Camilla will juggle her glasses up and down and shout, Way! before the whole of the royal family do the dance at the end. Okay, I get it. And I'll just throw a quick quote in, and letting go of a loved one can be... Quite hard. But sometimes it's the only way to survive a rock climbing catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and talking about hanging on to a loved one, Mr. Lovey Dovey. Oh, what are we going to say about Elaine this week? Have you got another compliment <laughs> for her? Or maybe another 12 roses to hand her after the broadcast? Go ahead. Oh, here we go. I've not forgotten about last week then, I guess. Right, right moving on. Right. Uh, lovey dovey. Uh, yeah, the way you went off so quick. <laughs> it was just well, unbelievable. Was between spend the rest of the evening with my lovely wife or listen to you lot at Rabbit On. Ah, well, you know, we did say, we thought, we thought, oh, he's got off the program really quick. There. He couldn't wait to get off screen and close down the video. What is it that we were going to see? <laughs> did you get that pill, Steve? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, by the way, Trevor, uh, Elaine did get another Valentine card apart from mine. She said, who's this card from? It's a bit of a weird pervert who said this. <laughs> um, my shout-out this week is actually to our new Chester MP, Samantha Dixon. Shout-out? Yes, <laughs> because our new MP, Samantha Dixon, for the city of Chester, elected in uh, early December... After the rather shameful resignation of her, of her predecessor, I might add. But not, that's another story. Anyway, she's been recognised in the local press as having hit the ground running since becoming an MP. Oh, yeah. You mean doing some work? And it says here... Yeah, that's uh, right, Mark, doing some work. She's held a meeting with the rail minister to put forward a case for a return to direct train services from Chester to London. She's wrote to the Secretary of State for levelling up housing and communities for stronger protections to support the city centre rows, and she's voted against the government's anti-strike bill. So she's been recognised in a local article. She's been recognised, actually, by herself, because that's her view that she's put in yeah. the paper. All right, OK. <laughs> I get it. Well, there you go. I get it. It'd be a twist in it. <laughs> Mark, Mark. That's my... Yeah. Dog with a hair lip, joke again. Yeah. Mark, Mark. 
I've got a shout out. Go on. Well, it's more of a good luck wishes as well, and it's the hands of Yusuf. I have to apologise to Graham, but he's my preferred choice. <laughs> I know why. Because you know why? Because then he can remove all them pesky white people from positions of power. He can mutilate the genitals of children, and then Scotland can have its socialist utopia. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> At least he'll get rid of the drugs, though. He'll do that because they don't tolerate nah, drugs. No, illegal. Don't tolerate alcohol either, Jonathan, so we can't have that. Oh. Well, I haven't got a shout out or a shout down because I want to get this show finished. So I'm going to say good night. Thank God that is all over. I don't have to wait, look at your wait, faces. Wait, I have a little quote here. Wait a minute. We not, No, you're finished. You had no, your chance. Wait. You said it. That's it. This is by Noam Chomsky. And <sighs> it says... Yeah, it's the response. It's, wait, wait, calm down. Stop interrupting. <laughs> You'll be getting a warning again. He, he sounded it's like a Liverpool. Calm down, calm down. To speak the truth and expose lies. So we need a few more intellectuals on this show to join me. You lie, you're hopeless. <laughs> to join you. Intellectuals, Steve. They got his intellectuals back in the first place. Sifonsky or something. That's a communist. So he's off now to get his uh, chicken fried rice and in at the communist. That's right, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, in that case, then, that's it. Thank God it's all over. We're away. Right, I'd like to say thank you very much to our wonderful, wonderful Scottish correspondent, Cuttle the Cutter. There we go. Say goodnight, Graham. Good night, everybody. There you go. Good night, Graham. Lovely to see you. Catch you again. I did it was. See you it next did. time, Steve. Andrew All right. Hey, Graham. Take care. Right. Care, Say good night, Steve. Yes. Good night, gentlemen. And that's it. He's off. <laughs> <laughs> Say good night, Trevor. <laughs> Say good night, Mark. Child, he really good is. Thanks to all our lovely <laughs> listeners, and thanks to Graham again. It was a pleasure. It's always good to have him on. I've got, I've got a nickname now. More hopefully. <laughs> his face <laughs> oh what's that is that sign language again Steve yes you'll be getting a formal complaint from pub member 0000001 that's because, that's because it's only got one member <laughs> Zero 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 two. We'll also complain. <laughs> there's no double O two. There's only you. <laughs> and your complaints are going to go into that well of complaints. It's going to go right to the bottom. <laughs> and it's going to dissipate in some really murky, murky water, where all complaints from the raven go. <laughs> Look at his face. Look at his little round face. Look like a chipmunk. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs>